it's time to scale your business for freedom for you and amazing client results. Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm Ellie, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO, seven-figure business coach and mastermind mentor for coaches, creatives and consultants like you. I know you're committed to scaling your business and creating the time and financial freedom you most want, while also being the best in your industry with a reputation to match. I've coached over 1,000 women to make six, multi-six and seven figures using my signature Swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing and mindset to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, you gorgeous human. Welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. You know that it is December when you start getting served the planning episodes for 2024, and this is one of those. And you know what? The reason this is the one you want to listen to is because, you know, we're now in seven years of the business or I am in seven years of the business. I'm so used to saying we with, you know, always referring to the business being more than just me. And um, I have really, really dialed in our planning process over these years. If I go back and listen to old episodes, my planning process is probably so much lighter than it is now. The process that I've got is clear, concise, strategic, to the point, It works, it considers the whole human as well as how to create success within your business in a way where you're not wasting your time, you're asking yourself really good questions and I know that this process is is such a great one. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to take you through kind of the high level planning process so that you can do it for yourself perhaps in December over the Christmas break early January, whenever it is that you're planning, I will say, you know, if your goal for 2024 is multi-six or seven figures, if that's the level you're at, then I definitely would recommend focusing on some planning this side of Christmas because what I find is that Q1 is such a good time to get moving. And if you are leaving all your planning till January, you're missing that kind of key window at the start of the year to get moving on the actual implementation. So I'd really recommend doing a bunch of your planning this side of Christmas, getting yourself moving on that front. And this is the episode to help you do that. So let's dive straight in on that note. I'm going to take you through my seven part planning process for 2024. I'm going to talk you through each of the steps so that you can go ahead and have the opportunity to then map out, noodle on, plan, create uh, within each of these parts or, or components of the plan. All right, let's dive in. The first part is your financials and business goals. So in terms of you know clarity around what it is that we're wanting to create in our business, we really want to start with the financial aspects of our goals because realistically, If we are looking at our financials closely, then everything else is going to be so much easier in our business. It's going to be so much easier to get crystal clear on what it is we're wanting to achieve, to know exactly what is going to support us and what isn't. So I always recommend starting with a revenue goal for the year ahead. 
With my clients, I support them to create this revenue goal in one of two ways. The first is that they might start by doing some sales planning, which is the next step in this process. So you might do steps one and two concurrently. And when I say sales planning, basically what you're doing there is you are going through and mapping out the offers that you plan on selling for the following year and your goals around how many of those offers you're selling in. So for example, let's just say you have a mastermind, you have one-to-one and you have a group program. You'd be going through and mapping out, okay, when am I selling each of these programs in? How many people do I want in each program? And what is the revenue potential and opportunity that I'm going to generate from that? You might do it in reverse. You might know, okay, this year I generated $150,000 in the business. My goal next year is $400,000. And with that in mind, I'm going to reverse engineer the process. So I'm going to have that revenue figure in mind. I'm going to go through my offers. I'm going to map out what each of those look like. And if it doesn't hit that figure, then I'm going to get really strategic and start playing with what I need to tweak, change, or upgrade to generate that revenue goal. So what you'll find is that that revenue goal is something where you'll just need a little bit of support using some sales planning to map out what that goal is for you because a goal without a plan is just a wish. You need the strategy behind it to propel you forward. So you know there will be times when I have conversations with clients where they say, I want to have 100K a year next year. And I'm like, well, what does that look like? And they can't tell me. So we want to be really, really clear on what that looks like. So we start with that revenue goal for 2024. And then in addition to that revenue goal, we want to have a profit goal. So if we're just thinking about our revenue for the year, again, we're not thinking about the whole picture. Our profit goal is really important because we want to have that money that we're putting back into our lives in our pockets you know, knowing that for all of you listening, you have chosen to run a lifestyle business. Now you are going to have years where your business requires more reinvestment than other years. For example, we've had years in the business where Che and I have had conversations and I've been like, you know what, this is a bigger year for scale and growth. And so I'm going to reinvest more money back into the business and I'm going to be less focused on profit this year, but I know that I want to generate still, you know, X salary. We've had other years where taking as much money out of the business has actually been key. So to give you an example of that, this last financial year just gone, I took more money out of the business than I ever have because we just bought our new house and I wanted to have a year where I actually took a lot of that hard-earned money in the business and we paid off a lot of the house up front. So there will be times when you need to reinvest more and there'll be times where you want to take more in your life. And I'd always recommend having conversations with your accountant around this so that you can aim to minimize your tax where possible without feeling like, you know, tax minimization is the only thing. Again, there will be times when you just want to pay all the tax because you actually want that money in your pocket. So my recommendation is start with your revenue goal, know what your profit goal looks like, be really clear on that. And then as part of this, I also like to look and consider whether there's any additional business goals. When we're goal setting, we want to be really connected to those goals and not everyone feels connected to financial goals. And I think that's really important to say. 
So, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Is there another reason or incentive or are there other goals that make you feel really connected? For example, for me, one of my goals for the first half of next year is to upgrade the Mastermind content platform. So we have obviously our Mastermind hub at the moment, and I want to go through and update that to the next level to create a insanely clear A to Z path for my clients. And that is a goal that I feel so connected to because I care so much about client experience. So in addition to the financial goals, those revenue and profit goals, I've got that as a very specific goal because I feel so incredibly connected to that. So are there additional business goals that you want to write down that you will feel really connected to? And I would do a maximum of three goals for the year. Okay, the second phase of this seven-part phase is your sales mapping and launch calendar. So I mentioned this briefly before when we were talking about revenue goals. This is where we start to look at our annual calendar for the year and we get really clear about what offers are we actually selling in 2024? When are we launching them? When are we selling them? This is going to vary depending on what type of business model you have. So for example, if you have a one-to-one model or an agency model or a rolling mastermind model, you might have offers that you're consistently selling year round. Whereas if you have more of a launch model of business, then you're going to be mapping out a very specific launch calendar for the year. So my recommendation is always to map out your calendar based on obviously the type of model that you have and what type of business you run, knowing that, of course, things can and likely will change. But I always say you're so much better off to have a plan that changes than having absolutely no plan at all, because it gives you something to respond to for the year. And it's going to mean that you're far more strategic and organized as you plan out your year. So this is where we go through and we map out what offers we're selling. We map out our launch calendar for the year. We get really clear on what that looks like. We're going to come out of this particular section with so much clarity around all of the offers that we're selling and when we're selling them. Okay, so the third part of this is that we then go into strategy. So we've done high level planning, launch calendar, assessment of the year. We're then going to go into our strategy section. And I also want to mention at this point that the order of this works. And also, you might find that as you're going through, for example, step two and mapping out your sales and launch calendar that you actually need to pause on that so that you can move more into the strategy section and then go back to the section prior. So I personally go through and do this planning document in stages because I find that it requires different parts of my brain at different times. Some of it's higher level, some of it's more detailed, which we're going to get to. I never do it in one sit down session. That just doesn't work for me. I like to come back to it in bits and review it. And I often find that I get ideas and thoughts as I'm in the shower, out walking, on the move, living my life. And so I'll jump back into the document and add things in as I go. Okay, so back to part three, which is our strategy SWOT analysis. 
So I have been adding in a SWOT analysis. This is something that I used to do back in corporate. I've been adding it in for the last 12 months and just kind of playing with it. And it's just such a great high level way of making sure that I'm solving the right problems in my business. So a SWOT analysis, SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And while I don't really love all of those words, again, it just gives you that opportunity to get really, really clear on, you know, working with what you've already created in your business in terms of those strengths, any weaknesses stopping you from achieving those goals. And again, I don't really identify with that word. And so I kind of look at them as like obstacles that you can overcome, but just mapping those out will help you go, you know what, actually I need to improve this particular skill set or actually this is something that I'm finding is a little bit prohibitive in the business. And so I'm going to go and invest in that, or I'm going to take a course on that, or I'm going to ask my mentor more about that, or what resources do I have that I can already lean into a little bit more to support that obstacle. Opportunities is, you know, what are the key opportunities that you can tap into? What are some things that you can do? Maybe some opportunities that already exist with clients or things that you've created for yourself or your network, masterminds that you're in, people that you can leverage in terms of those relationships. What are some opportunities that can really help you reach or achieve your goals? And then the last one being threats. Again, I don't necessarily buy into threats being a problem for us. So I would really reframe these as like key areas you plan to focus on to mitigate the threat or parts of the business that you plan to strengthen. So again, going through and doing this and having this assessment is going to help you get really clear on solving the right problems in your business. We spend so much time solving the wrong problems in our business. And so really looking at where we can solve those right problems throughout the year is going to help us get laser focused, not waste time, focus on what we most need to, to achieve our goals. Okay. So Step number four. Now, I mentioned before that there is a part of this document where we get a little bit more granular. This is that section. This is strategy. And in particular, we're looking at our project plan for the first six months of the year. So I do my project planning in six-month increments. I start with the first six months of the year, and then I reassess around May, June uh, for the rest of the year. Writing out a project plan for the entire 12 months is just a little too much for me. I like to do it in six-month increments. That works really, really well for me just to be super, super clear and cement in, okay, these are the dates of the things that I'm working on. This is the process for that. This is how it's going to look. So I like to break up anywhere from like one to five projects that you might be focusing on for the first six months. So I currently have around five projects that I'm working on. I won't speak to them yet just because they're all still in the works and there's things here that I haven't fully solidified. So I don't want to mention them until they're crystal clear and I can I can speak to them. But I'm just going to give you some examples. So some of these projects are launches. So for my business model, we absolutely have launches in our business. So some of these projects are launches. 
Some of these projects are related to like a specific content platform that we're going to focus on or a specific offer that we're wanting to flesh out more. So it's where is your time, attention and energy required within the business in terms of your projects? Now, I don't put in things like deliver the mastermind because that's just, that's business as usual. Like we have that project down, but if I was going to, well, one of the examples that I can share with you is one of these projects is an overhaul of content for our masterminds. So that is something that I'm specifically working on as a project. And where this is really important is when I know these projects, I'm able to map out my calendar and my team's calendar in accordance with these projects. So I'm able to look at, you know, do my resources line up with our objectives? Do my resources line up with what it is that I'm wanting to achieve? Is this all in alignment? Is there anything I need to strengthen here? So I map out like, what are those projects? What are the key results that we're planning on achieving for each one? What are the key dates? What resources do we need to make this happen? And what are the actions required to bring it to life? So we get really granular. And at this point, I also bring in my business manager, Navek, who will then help me map out A to Z, the tasks, and we put it into Asana, our project management software, so that we're really, really clear on what all the tasks are, when they're happening, and what all of that looks like. So that is the summary of that particular part of the process. Okay, so then we move into marketing. So you all know that my approach is always, you know, strategy, marketing, and mindset, and my planning process is the same. So we've really, we've just gone through so far and we've done financials, business goals, sales mapping, and strategy. So we've really done kind of the high level strategy part. Now, step number five is that we move into our marketing. So in terms of our marketing process, this is where we map out our overall marketing focus for the year. I always start by looking at a review of our marketing. So what marketing's worked really, really well for us in 2023? What do we know we've done well? What are we planning on continuing with? And again, we so often don't do this. We look at what we can tweak or change or upgrade. And one of the bigger mistakes that we tend to want to make is that we want to add a million different things to our marketing, but we don't actually end up following through on that or sticking to it. And so, you know, let's start with like what's actually working well for us in 2023. Is there anything that we can build on? of our marketing, you know, if Instagram has been a really key driver of sales for us, are we utilizing that platform to its absolute maximum capacity? Is there anything that we can add to that platform so that we can utilize it even further? Like looking at our existing strategies and seeing where we can leverage them more. Then I always like to ask, what is the one marketing strategy that I plan on adding for 2024? Keyword there being one marketing strategy. So we could look at adding a million, but would that actually work? Would we actually implement it? Would we just end up being more overwhelmed? I'd always recommend going deeper rather than wider when it comes to your marketing. And so, for example, it might be that you know you want to add a YouTube channel or you know you want to specifically focus on 
adding TikTok or, or whatever it might be, you know, you want to focus more on video content. What's the one marketing strategy you plan on adding for 2024? Then I look at a myriad of different things within this. I look at what my content pillars are. I go through and assess my main marketing channels. And then I start thinking about thought leadership. You know, what conversations do I want to be having, spearheading, leading in the new year? And I map out all of these and then look at what changes I need to make to my ongoing marketing and content strategy. I list out those tasks. Again, I share those with my business manager so that we can go ahead and implement them for the new year. The next part of the marketing process is that I go through and look at the key marketing assets that are required for each of the individual projects that I'm bringing to life. Now, not all of these projects will have marketing asset requirements, but if we're talking launches or specific types of content, you know, that we're upgrading, they will. So this is where you go through and look at things like, what's my lead magnet going to be for this particular launch? What is my pre-launch runway going to look like for this particular launch? You get to go through and map out with clarity what your process looks like and what each component looks like for each of your projects in 2024. Again, knowing that this answers all of your questions for each of your projects, there is literally nothing that is missing in terms of that decision-making. And if you know that, okay, this next project is going to happen in April. I don't really know what the the lead magnet is just yet. I'm going to do, you know, this strategy in January and February 1st, and that's actually going to determine that. Then you can just put as your action, work out what lead magnet is in March. So again, you're going to have so much clarity. That thought process will be done and it's going to save you so much time and reduce so much overwhelm in the process. So As part of your marketing, we go through and we look at it holistically, then we break it down project by project to ensure we've considered your marketing across the board. Okay, so step number six is now your mindset. So this is the third of the SWIFT marketing method being strategy, marketing, and mindset. We look at our mindset. And the reason why I believe doing this as part of your planning process is so important is because none of this is going to be brought to life if you are not considering where you're at, how you're feeling about it, what you're afraid of, and giving yourself the opportunity to consider the type of human and the type of mindset that is required for you to bring this to life in 2024. So I create a section for myself and my clients where I go through and look at, you know, who do I need to be to create this in my business in 2024? What are the traits and characteristics that I need to lean into as a leader? What feels scary about this? You know, what's the mindset work that I need to do to support me as I move to this next level? What are any daily actions or habits or rituals that I want to incorporate into my life so that I can commit to these daily practices of showing up for my business? It's the whole thing of like, the more you're able to create these rhythms, routines, habits that support your life, the more likely you are to commit to these goals. And so this mindset piece here 
is an opportunity to really consider who you need to be and then what the habits are and the routines are to be that person in your life. Okay, so the last piece, and this is really staying on the mindset thread, the last piece of this plan is looking at the human behind the business. And the reason why I do this is because, again, you know, we're all running businesses where our objective is scaling for freedom. You know, this is not the podcast for you if you are somebody who is building, you know, a venture capitalist business or, you know, you're planning on selling your business for $30 million, you know, in a couple of years, like that's a very different type of business model. This is a business that is for you. If you are looking at creating a lifestyle business, you are building something where you can have a life alongside your business and you're creating something that allows you to generate that ongoing revenue whilst also being a mama or living your life outside of your business, as well as running something really incredible that creates a whole lot of impact. And so because of that, we want to be considering, you know, as the human behind the business, what is required from us or what do we need to do in terms of our routine, our rhythm to be able to generate these results. So this is where I start looking at my calendar when am I working in 2024? What does my Monday to Friday look like? What are my hours of work? What's my structure of how I run my weeks or my months? Those of you who are longtime listeners will know that I have a week off calls per month. Um, That was something I started implementing a couple of years ago and it just works so, so well for me. And so I always kind of do an assessment of like, is that something that's still really serving me? Are there any tweaks or changes I want to make to that process? What do I want to add here? And so on and so forth. And so I go through and I map that process out specifically. And then from there, what I do is I go through and I look at, okay, so I know what my calendar looks like. I am going to look at when I'm taking holidays and time off. I build that into my schedule. And then again, I look at like, who do I need to be as a CEO for my business? Are there any other rituals that I want to add into my work structure that's going to support this process? So that is the start to end of the planning process that I create. And obviously, you know, I've spoken about this in 30 minutes, (laughs) but it of course is a process and a plan that does require some consideration. And I find for me, it requires different parts of my brain. It requires that really big meta planning. It requires a little bit more of that project detail. And so I compartmentalize and will do different parts at different times. And I give myself a lot of December and November to really map out this plan so that I'm going into January feeling super, super clear on next steps. So my aim is that this episode has supported you to do exactly the same and that you can take this process and go ahead and map out your 2024. And that as always, this podcast has provided you with something that's super actionable, super implementable, and something that will truly help you get results because that is my aim that I'm always sharing things with you that will help you get actual tangible results. And that every time you listen to this, you feel like you are getting something insanely of value for you. So thank you for being here. I hope you loved this process. Here is to planning your best, most incredible year yet for 2024. And I will be back with you next week.